Welcome to every album, ah, every album ever. Damn, I already fucked that one up. With Mike and Alex, my name is Michael Mansour. I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. I was going to say we podcast in Kano, but this has not this has not been a picnic. Is it? Say no picnic. You you threw two, two. in one. Yes. Because we do, we potty Kano here. <laughs> Everything that we just <laughs> transpired before we hit record is all Econo. All Econo. Oh my God. Oh my God. We're idiots and we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Anyway, this is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, uh, one artist at a time. It's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today we are talking about the fucking amazing Minutemen. Yes. For the first time, I feel no pressure to hit a uh, certain time mark on this episode. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll we'll get to that hour, but... For I, sure. For sure. Yeah, I feel like if we didn't, it would be very appropriate. Yeah, Minutemen, uh, I don't want to jump in immediately, but I will say I like this band. This is my first uh, deep dive. Really? I enjoyed them a lot. Oh, I like where this is going. Uh, so if you have any questions, any comments, any love, any hate, want us to talk about a specific artist you might want to hear about, send everything you want to every album ever at gmail.com. You know, like, subscribe, rate, review, all the things that I'll tell a friend. Please, if you like this, tell a friend, tell someone who might enjoy this or uh, don't. Or uh, that's or also an option. Tell an enemy, you know. Tell an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, of course, after this episode, be sure to check out our Spotify playlist of the Minutemen that we've made for you guys. Uh, it's songs that we've, Alex and I have handpicked, uh, our favorites, uh, as well as playlists from every other episode. So go back in the archives, listen to all the things that we think are good because we're the experts. Yep. Uh, you know, and usually we do a, a limit, but due to the nature of the Minutemen, uh, I'm like, no, we need more than 10 songs. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we've mentioned this in the past, specifically with our Misfits episode, which you should go back and check out. That was episode 11, I think. Uh, this is every album ever, not every EP ever. Okay. We're not <laughs> fucking maniacs. However, on this episode, it's kind of every EP ever. So when that's the bulk of your discography, okay. you got to do it. The Minuteman, they're a hardcore band. Uh, that's a kind of a loose blanket statement, but they were in the hardcore scene, meaning that albums were sparse and EPs were abundant. So EPs were as important, if not it, maybe not more important. No, they were as important as albums for punk bands in this era. So every time a band came with a new EP, it was like a big deal. They would tour around promoting the EP or whatever. So we're going to look at each of the Minutemen's EPs as well as their albums as their own separate entry. Uh, some of them are real short. Real short. Real short. It's going to be great. And I mean, with like three minutes for a whole release. It's three minutes. Yep. A whole release. I just peeked in my ear because I'm so fucking, <laughs> I'm so excited. You just and turned into George Cassandra. I did. My hand, <laughs> my hand gestures are very Costanza-esque. Uh, if you're watching the video, thank you for watching the video. But also, uh, you'll see that our setup is once again changed because we don't know what the fuck we're doing and we're trying our best to 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 get situated trend something new every episode and there's only two of us so uh i have no idea what the what it looks like right now there's a tripod i'm looking at the camera i'm assuming it the camera sees me as well 
hopefully Alex too. He's a larger fellow than I am. Uh, both in uh, the size of his heart and as well as his stature. So, uh, because we're, we're we're counting all the EPs as albums, essentially, we got 12 releases we're going to be talking about. First one was in 1980. The last one, 1986. So that's a lot of shit jam-packed into six years. Uh, okay. Personal backstory with the Minutemen. You said this is your first deep dive. First deep dive. I know of them. I've seen Mike Watt twice mm-hmm. oh a random you know it i brought this uh, for video watchers this is a very 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 old ipod touch is, is four that, is that the one does it have the picture on on this i have an old photo saved Did, you know i have a whole bunch of this is fucking funny this this little device that i'm holding <laughs> this was lost in alex's couch for two years I was. It really was. I remember the day I lost it. I was heartbroken. <laughs> I remember the, the the following days begging him to like tear apart his couch because I knew it was in there. And he said, "Sorry, no luck." Years later, it just stumbled. Up, it came. It, it it happened across Alex once again, and now it's back in my hands. And on this old ass iPod, here is a photo of me with long hair <laughs> and terrible facial hair when I was like twenty one or something, maybe twenty years old, with Mike Watt. I love this photo. It's beautiful. It's not it's bad, so right? Beautiful. I'm, I'll, I'll be in the video. You'll, you'll see a picture attached to it on the video. You should be looking at it right now. And then uh, when I post it uh, on Instagram to promote it, I'll put, put this photo as well. I was real happy. I, I, <laughs> I love Mike Watt. He's one of my favorite bass players of all time, as well as one of my favorite musicians of all time. I think he's a very interesting guy. Charming. Charming guy. Very efficient. Very... Uh, the, yes, for those who aren't familiar, uh, Minutemen like to say they they jam econo. They jam econo economically. Economically, yeah. Don't don't spend money where you don't got to spend money. How I've lived my life mostly because of poverty. But <laughs> the, uh, the, also, I think about Mike Watt and the Minutemen. They're they're like dialect where they have these terms like he'll just shorten words for no fucking reason. Like he'll say prac instead of practice yeah, or, or a proj instead of project. Like it's not that hard to say the full word, but yeah, <laughs> insists on short it. See, this is what happens when you prac. Yeah. They got these weird, prac. these weird, like inside jokes. Yeah. That yeah. we'll talk about uh, that. This like flew over people's heads and it was this, uh, it really seemed like they were just making music for themselves, which is awesome. It's wonderful, and uh, you could you could, I mean you could clearly tell that Mike Watt and singer D, singer and guitar, guitarist D Boone were best friends, and there was like the chemistry in this group is just wonderful. You could hear it in pretty much all the albums. Uh, my personal history with this band, I think I first got into them when I was in high school. I think probably 15, 16, and maybe even fourteen. And that's like the the proper time to get into to punk and hardcore. I think. Yeah. Uh, I did, like a lot of the other bands we've talked about in the past. I talk about how I was exposed to them very early, very early, grade school early, too young. This yeah. is the right time. This is when I was mad and I wanted some like a, a scene to bond with. And the hardcore scene was that. And this band I saw, I guess at the right right time, uh, we Jamie Connell, which is a documentary based on the Minutemen. Fantastic doc. I know you watched it. What'd you think? Uh- I did. Uh, very insightful. It's filmed like every skate video ever released in the early 2000s, because I'm sure mm. that's that's what they had around them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it pretty much tells you everything you need to know, unless uh, you're listening to this podcast in which we'll regurgitate. Yeah, we'll regurgitate. Yeah. 
will be regurgitating, but also uh, important band for me. I was, yeah, this this was a uh, one of the biggest hardcore bands for me because they didn't sound like hardcore. Uh, no, they they had this beautiful. They totally understood what punk was. Oh yeah, that it could be whatever you want it to be. But then, like people would go to the shows and fucking spit on them spit and be on like, them. Yep. Oh, "That's not punk." But they were like the most punk. The rock. most punk. The most. I mean, that's the whole point. Like, I feel like they would have uh, been less outcast if they were around a little earlier because they were on early. I mean, the first EP was 1980. That's early. But if like 76, 77 was when anything that was different was punk. Okay. And that's that's what they were going off of uh, when they came around. It was it was hardcore was kind of manifesting and hardcore was not anything that wasn't hardcore. Hardcore is very specific. It's you know black flag, minor threat, uh, bad brains, fast punk, very yes. fast. Like the faster the better. Uh, and Minutemen were up here with these funky ass fucking closing the hi hat, <laughs> fucking uh, these bass lines that are. Beautiful, uncontrollable bass lines, and then the guitar is this crazy. It's like funky. I got so pissed off when I found out the drummer George Hurley. Yeah, George Hurley. He'd only been playing drums for like a year and a half. He George Hurley is one of my favorite drummers of all time. He's a fucking he's prodigy, unreal. Yeah, complete prodigy. Yeah, insane. Total surfer dude, bleach blonde hair. Like seems like like kind of dumb, but he's just this talented drummer dude. Very quiet. Jack to high hell. I'm pretty sure he was like a buff dude. Interesting guy. Oh, this guy could have been in like uh, a new wave band. Yeah, or for something. sure. With what? that fucking hair. He had yeah. the, I think they call it the unit or the quaff. Well, he called it the unit. I know oh, that's for okay. sure. Like he had a nickname. Everyone, uh, I remember in the dock at some point, they, they said that he would get his drumstick stuck in his own hair. When he oh, was, nice. <laughs> like, nice. It was just this big old fucking, this photo's back there. You might be able to see it at some point. But uh, anyway, love this band. Uh, let's get into it. Backstory, foundation. What should we? Uh, I, I other than uh, D Boone singer Dennis Dennis Boone and bassist Mike Mike Watt, uh, friends from childhood, best friends from childhood. Yes, yeah, so allegedly uh, D Boone just fell out of a tree. I think he like he jumped on him from a tree, like Our, thinking he was like a diff- uh, one of his other friends or something. Yeah, and um, and then they became friends, and like D Boone's mom was like you guys need to play instruments and uh she taught d boone how to play guitar mm-hmm. and uh i don't know who taught mike watt how to play if she did yeah or, or if it was this kind like of like this self- friends teaching friends kind of thing or something yeah he's something. real good yeah he's like the Miniman. uh we mentioned this br- like very briefly in our x episode uh because we're talking about how good X was perfect, like just at their instruments, but then we mentioned really quickly, like, well, the Minutemen, the Minutemen are like the best in terms of each member holding their own. They're like the best. Yeah, they Minutemen and X are like in a weird way, like prog rock punk. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not quite, uh, not quite proggy enough or long enough because the songs are literally 40 seconds but this on the, average yeah this is the way they play their instruments and yeah. form songs is real interesting yeah they're actual songwriters you, you could hear it in fucking 99 of their their discography uh so i guess we should jump into it and <clears throat> this is also a new for us the songs are so short we're just we're gonna, gonna play, play the, the whole, whole thing yeah we're just gonna play the whole song <laughs> because Literally 30 to 40 seconds for like the first half of the discography. Yeah. 
So, you know, we're good for a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, this is, uh, 1980 paranoid time. I'm so excited for the ending of the song. It's in, it's so fucking good. Right here. Man, so good. They fuck, man. They always, oh, dude. They always have the best short little outros. Like I love that. Like how you feel about that song is how I feel about definitions. Oh, okay. This EP is almost perfect. I. This is a fucking amazing. <laughs> well, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> this is only like three it's minutes. Seven minutes. Okay, seven songs, seven minutes long. By definition, the Minutemen, and I, they, I know they weren't, they're not actually named the Minutemen after minute songs. No, it was like to parody. Uh, yeah, they're like minute, like they, they're called like minute men. That's kind of what they had in mind. Yeah, another thing they liked. But uh, yeah, and then the other standout track is uh, Joe McCarthy's. Joe McCarthy's Ghost? Yeah. Oh, they're all so, Sickles and Hammers, instrumental. Oh yeah, fucking! Oh, I feel beautiful. yeah. I feel like sickles and hammers, like the end of definitions, kind of carries over into that. So it's kind of, it's kind of like one song. Yeah, I mean, all of it is kind of like one song. I mean, you could, and the thing, uh, one of the thing about this EP is that, well, first of all, all the songs are well written, and then also. Because it's so short, there's not a single ounce of fat, no filler, no, no, no little bit of bullshit to be found in the entire thing. Every pure, single thing needs to be there. Pure Econo. Oh, pure, <laughs> pure Econo. And there's so many things happening in each song, like, like the outro to the, the first song. that, And it's so fast. There's no way you can... You have to listen to this thing 19 times in a row to get it. Like sure. There's, there's so much going on. Each song is so well written and it's so, so talented Oh, it's brilliant punk rock. It, it, punk rock. It's not just regular punk. It's this really intelligent shit. Yeah. And it's funny, like looking at them, they this, I think they called themselves like corn dogs. Like, yeah, yeah they, the schlubby yeah. looking dudes. Like, they are. Who, who would think? I mean, D Boone was the fattest frontman in, oh, in man. punk history. Man, if you haven't seen like live footage of the Minutemen, this guy is the most agile <laughs> yeah. big yeah. dude on stage he's like jumping all over the place yeah. with like grace too it's beautiful absolutely beautiful and even uh even though it's like this this recording is, is super raw and it's dirty and it's like messy all of them you could hear them like oh these guys are just really talented it's just the production that sounds messy yeah yeah they're all so good and uh one thing about d boone's guitar uh is that he would uh, crank the treble, get rid of all the bass and all the mids on his amp, so it would it's the most and he wouldn't use distortion a lot of the time. Okay. So that's just that's just a clean guitar, but with insane treble. And uh, according to Mike Watt, the reason he did that is because I think Watt said that even even with his music, he was political. Like he had to be equal. So by cranking the treble, uh, it made the guitar 
uh, smaller. Therefore, the base has space to be the base. Yes. So each, he wanted every member to be as important as the next member. No one overpowered anything. We're all a fucking democracy. We're all the Minutemen. <laughs> and it came, it ended up having this cool sound where it's the guitar is all. It's this little scratchy thing in the background doing some crazy shit that you'll never be able to figure out because it's it's so fast and it's so uh, tin, tinny sounding. Yeah. That, and the bass doing all this other funky shit on top of it. Yeah, it's almost like the guitar because of the uh, the treble. It's like pure attack. Mm. And like the way he like you see him play it. Yeah, it's this like uh, he doesn't look like he's like grooving something. He's this fucking yeah attacking <laughs> yeah yeah but there's a lot of groovy shit going on with this band yeah this is a fantastic entry point uh i don't know how i mean it got him some recognition in the punk scene i don't know how much i uh, think i think great gin just liked them a lot yeah yeah this was on sst uh i know the, i think raymond pettibon did the cover for this one and the next one uh which is greg Ginn's brother he did all the black flag artwork um I think I think it's fantastic. I remember liking this one a lot as a, as a Ute, and I feel the same now. I love it. Yeah, great, great little EP. And it's seven minutes long. Please listen to it. Yeah, you can't yeah. go you can't go wrong. All right, let's move on. This is uh, 1981, following year. This is this is joy. <laughs> This is more offbeat and weird. This has been fucking amazing. But it's very off, very offbeat. This outro, once again, absolutely incredible. So glad we get to hear the whole song. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, so I almost want to start like a tribute group called like the Hour Men and just take like the the good riffs uh, and just loop it and this loop them. Uh, this this EP three songs three songs in around three minutes, and this was recorded in like five hours. And uh, already, I'm going to throw out some Haymakers. Personal favorite. Oh, wow. Yeah. This yeah. three songs, three <laughs> songs is my personal favorite. And I've always loved this EP. And going back, I knew this was like, I have such fondness for this EP. I, I, I know it's three songs. It's not an album at all. It's three sure. minutes long. It's the, it's the length of a short song, of a short regular song from any other band. Like it, it, uh, it opens a interesting thing where like. There's paintings that are real minimalistic. Or like every painting is not the same size. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of weird that music is put into these. Yeah, these boxes. So, uh, yeah, you know, if you think these three minutes are the best yeah. three minutes. There's some of the best three minutes in punk history. I, I truly believe it's like, like with the last EP, I was saying that there's no fat, there's no filler. This, there's not a single wasted note on this EP. Not a single note is in the wrong, like every second is flawless. Every second, of, the song after that, Black Sheep, fucking good, oh, yeah, beautiful. It's dark yeah. and it's kind of sad. 
the song after that, More Joy, it's just weird, sleazy, almost like ugly song. Uh, if I put it on, it's just we're just gonna finish the song. I, I could play the whole EP <laughs> by the time I'm done with this rant. Like it would still be good. Yeah. And every song on here is it it sounds light years ahead of Paranoid Time, the previous EP. And honestly, not many things after this sounded like this because this this EP is just dark. Like that first song, it had this edge to it. And it was uh, more complicated than I was expecting after the first EP and a lot more complicated than a lot of the shit that would follow it. Um, like the first EP, you have to listen to it a lot of times to kind of hear what's going on, but there's so much more happening. Uh, I think this is punk rock genius. Uh, like, I don't know what else to say. There's, three, there's three songs. You'll waste three minutes. Of, if you don't like it, if you don't That's like it. That's three minutes of your life. Three yeah. minutes. I, I, yeah, this is you're not asking amazing. people to... Uh... Check out like Ben Hur or something. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah. There aren't many instances where hardcore, hardcore punk is this musical. If ever. It, it's a very yeah. musical little EP. Um, and that's what I got to say about that. I feel like uh, I, I trampled all over anything you might have had to say. You know, on, on this and Paranoid Time, I don't really have a whole lot to say. Uh, this, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, they're so short, you know. Yeah. In the spirit of the Minutemen, I this I like them a lot. Yeah. And uh I mean 10 minutes for the first two EPs. 10 minutes. That's yeah. the, I mean you can't it's even still not an album. No, no. <laughs> Maybe a few more, they'll add up to one album. But now I guess we're gonna move on to the first actual album. It's a stretch, but they call it an album. What is it like 15 minutes? I think uh, it's 15 minutes. 15 minutes, Eight, 18 songs. <laughs> 18 songs, 15 minutes. This is 1981 as well. The punchline. I love this song. It's a great song. Yeah, this is one of the more groovy, groovy songs from this era. Yeah, you get the uh, the funkadelic, the wire, the gang of four yeah, yeah. influence on here. Um, uh, one thing I, I forgot to mention: uh, Mike Watt sang a lot in these early days. That was Mike Watt singing, uh, as well as uh, he sang the opening track on Paranoid Time. Um, D Boone would take over primarily quite a bit later on, but in these days he sang a lot more. Yeah. Um, so this this is my personal favorite. No way. Yeah. Oh wow. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Wasn't I, expecting that. I just love like listening to these in order, and then I feel like this one is like the curtain is pulled back here into like the other ones were in Oz, or sorry, in Kansas. Oh, okay. And then I feel like so here now I'm seeing in like Technicolor. Really, this is the this, one. This the. Why do you say that? Um, I yeah, I just think, uh, yeah, 15 minutes of awesomeness. I love search. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the struggle is like the best 40 seconds 
ever. Oh, I fucking know it by name, but I can't I'm just, recall. Yeah. I'm just going to play it, it because uh, it's 40 seconds. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. This song's great. <laughs> it's actually on my notes, too. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's like Latin sounding almost. Yeah, it's this. So fucking cool. <laughs> hey, this could be like three minutes of just yeah. This and it's it's already you know we got like ten seconds left. <laughs> Damn. Um. So yeah. It and then it's funny that you like Joy and I like Punchline because Punchline was recorded before Joy. Oh. Wh- interesting because my first line in the, my notes is it sounds more like paranoid time than joy yeah so this was recorded before joy and there's always like these little issues where it's like something is supposed to come out and right they, they record like another ep after yeah, yeah. to like get them through mm-hmm. so uh yeah it's kind of i think joy and punchline are kind of a like continued sentence mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I love how like funky it is. Very funky, extremely funky. Um, just a real enjoyable it, listen. Yeah, there's not a single bad song. I don't. I didn't feel like there was any thing that like blew my mind, like the the last EP or the one before it. Uh, aside from like a few, you know, like the struggle, obviously, and a couple other songs. But I would say overall, throughout the entire thing, vocals real bad. Like, oh, you think so? I think they're the the I, I, funniest. On than than most of their other releases. I love the music so much on this album. Yeah. I didn't even like honestly like Mike Watt's voice doesn't do it for me for mo- most of the time. Uh, I really like D Boone's voice. It's more so later on, but here like it sounds like they 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 put all their efforts on the the songs and then like just threw some yelling on top of it afterward. Sure. Um, but I mean, again, that's that was kind of most hardcore. Uh, it, I'm not excusing it though because still I still didn't enjoy that part of it. So. Yeah. Uh, even though I, it's not really uncommon for bands to have done that, but anyway, very good. Your personal favorite wasn't expecting that, but I, it's a it's a delight to hear. There you go. Let's go. Let's go move on, man. We're fucking blowing through these four minute releases. <laughs> they get they get longer later on. I swear yeah. to God. Uh, we're on to nineteen eighty two Bean Spill. Ugh, I hate this opening track. <laughs> But that's like what's beautiful about the Minutemen. Like, they can just do some dumb shit like this, yeah. Very fun, though. Well, um, there were fans. You'll notice this a lot with bands we cover. They're fans of Ornette Coleman, mm. fans of John Coltrane, these freak jazz guys. Yeah. And then, of course, if you like those guys, you're gonna like Beefheart. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is like the second punk band we've done that's uh, cited Beefheart as an influence. Yeah. Hey, man. If you want to go through the archives, we, we tackled that beast. We tackled that beast. Alex was very critical. I was not. That's episode 10. Please listen to that. Oh, okay. So, Bean Spill, what'd you think? Um, so, this one has some of the longest songs so far. Um, what, like a minute and a half? 
Yeah, we're we're <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little, a little snooze of those ones. Yeah, yeah. Um this one I feel like kind of gets a loss between punchline and what makes a man start fire. It does, yeah. For me. Um, but I don't think Minutemen kind of a spoiler alert. I don't think they've recorded a bad album ever or EP. So they're a great band. I like this EP. I think it's a great EP, actually. Um they they get weird. I mean that that first song is a yeah, pretty yeah. good indicator. They get real weird. Uh, Futurism Restated. I fucking love that song. Oh, yeah. It starts off like fucking wait. Put on the. Okay. Maybe yeah. like cut it when it goes to like regular punk song. Uh, but the intro was what the fuck is happening? One second. These are all jumbled up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so all these EPs, they're on Spotify and iTunes, but they're under compilations called Post Merge Volume Volumes 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and I don't know if it's like this on Spotify, but with iTunes, at least with me, or Apple Music rather, when I added uh, Post Merge Volume Three, which has these all these early EPs on it, it split them into two different things and mixed up all the orders of the songs. Uh, Interesting. Was, I had to make it into a playlist just to have the right order. It was a fucking nightmare, but they're on there anyway. Futurism, right? Yeah. Here we go. Already a little, little odd. Of the but. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's. And then he goes to this. This great ass punk song. It's so strange. Yeah. It's. Yeah, that's like the free jazz stuff into a punk song. Oh. Pretty flawlessly, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I think. Also, it's real funny, like D. Boone wrote the more political songs and Mike yeah. Watt wrote the sillier songs. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, you just have this like great, like sat smart satire and silliness coexisting in a band. And it's wonderful. Like the the like I said, said earlier, the chemistry with these guys is oh man, it's almost contagious. Like it's insane. They would get in arguments. And like talk about like oh they're gonna break up the band and who gets to keep George oh yeah and George would this be like fuck you both <laughs> yeah start my own band fuck you guys yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean he's he's the best I can, of course you're gonna fight over George uh, I think Case Closed is like the heaviest song they've written thus far uh, you know usually I think about that when we're doing like a band's discography mm-hmm. but this band I was not like. I was not concerned with them being heavy or anything, really. I yeah. was just there for the ride. Yeah, that's very, very zen way to approach this. Uh, I mean, I've heard a lot of this. I didn't hear everything, but I've heard most of this stuff in my in my youth. And I guess that's that sort of stuff stuck out to me more now because uh, um, I glossed over a lot of this, like the punchline, what makes man start fires. I, um, I glossed over that when I was younger. But diving in more now, I'm able, able to appreciate when they got heavy, like the few times they got a little okay. heavy, but uh great EP. I'm glad we're on the same page there. Little, little weird. I, I kind of dig it though. Even, even that opening song, that jazz dicking around shit. I still kind of, it's like, I kind of, I kind of don't hate it. Well, the Minuteman is not for basic bitches. Yeah. So. Goddamn right. Yeah. So, uh, so let's move on. What's this? 1983. What makes a man start fire? We might actually fade this song. This song's a minute, minute thirty. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, they're getting long now. Yep. But this is a fucking great song. Delights me to hear a guy screaming, Bob Dylan wrote proper Canada songs. Well, they liked Bob Dylan. This was, again, like a silly. Yeah. I mean, it was just the, the sentence is, is funny to me. Exactly. Like, it was something that was, like, funny and, like, ridiculous to them. Yeah. And it's just an inside joke yeah. that no one. Exactly. That's what happens when you get. Uh, uh, that happens when you get best friends to, uh, to fucking start a band. You get all kinds of dumb inside jokes that no one gets, but. They're fucking charming. Uh, so this album, better production, longer songs, as we uh, kind of heard because we didn't yes. play the whole song. Um, I think it's a good album, but they're weakest so far from this really? point. Yeah. I, this one, of course, this is like, you know, equality, but I feel like this one is um, like real, like really bass driven. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the most like bass prevalent albums they have. Um, really like uh, Earth, Wind, Faith, very prog rock drums solo in the opening. And it's this uh, oil, empty oil drums. Empty oil drums? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All this. Uh, we'll pl- I'll play that drum solo because it's real short, of course. And yeah, it's not like these crazy like Danny Carey drums or whatever. It's this fucking empty oil drums. Oh, that. Yeah, you, interesting. You're like, what is this meal perch shit? Yeah. Nah. Oh, you just get a surfer and everyone with some empty oil drums. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think songs like that are real interesting. Um, the hell, the anchor. Oh, yeah, that's like beautiful. a classic. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, two and a half whole minutes. Yes. Oh, what a long. Hey, man, they're they're going against their namesake here. It's uh, 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 yeah, it's a beautiful song. It's so good. Actually, one thing I didn't like about this album, and it's actually on that song, even, even as much as I I like it, is D Boone's funk guitar. Like, it worked really well in the past because of how frantic the songs were, but on the anchor it's distracting to me it's like the bass is so pleasant and catchy and it, it, you're listening to the song for the bass like that's sure. a great example uh, that song is a great example of that and the guitar seems just kind of inconsequential there um what, what is it, a fake contest fucking gorgeous beautiful uh one of the along with the anchor uh you could, you could hear them like okay we're gonna slow things down we're not gonna be hawker all the time we're gonna branch out a little bit and it I mean, you can already tell from the early EPs that they were good songwriters, but here they're just like, you know, maybe not everything has to be a fucking, you know, 60 miles per hour. I'll uh, bring up some of those songs later, but yeah, they're real, real underrated at doing nice little acoustic. Oh, yes. Fucking killer. Like, yeah, they could have this like done a whole acoustic album and it would have been fucking yeah, amazing it would for sure definitely uh split red the opening track from bean spill it's on here for some reason 
which I found odd because like the rest of the album isn't it's, isn't it's, weird. It's not Misfits level bad though, where the same oh. songs keep. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing you, like well, that. You just get like one or two. Yeah, this is more like a like a, a conscious decision. Uh, but anyway, I think yeah, I think it's good. I don't think it's the the best. Uh, but it has some really really standout tracks that I feel like dwarf the rest of the album. Like the anchor in you know fake contest or uh, plight or whatever, like those are all so good that they make the the ones in between significantly less memorable. Sure. Uh, and with an album that's well fucking twenty songs on there, like that, I feel like that hurts it more than it helps it. Um. Then again, it's only twenty seven minutes, so what you know, you know, who gives yeah, a shit? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of an issue we'll get later on where uh, there's so much content that you're just like shit yeah so until then we're gonna go to 1983 this is a buzzer howl under the influence of heat this reminds me of joy i fucking love this song So great. Oh man. Stop on a stop on a dime. Oh, so good. Oh. Okay. Uh fuck. This is a good EP. This is a real good EP. I thought so anyway. Recorded live. Really? On two tracks for $50. For f- oh, I love it even more now. I love it even more now. Fuck. And then, yeah, the album covers this, like, D. Boone, Mike Watt <laughs> yelling at each other like they did. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Joe Biza did that from Second Trust. You think it was uh, the guitar player? Yeah. Second Trust? Yeah. Uh, man, Cut, back to being heavy. I, I have to notice it, like, Cut is heavy as motherfucker. Yeah, uh, Little Man with a Gun in His Hand is just... One of the best. Yeah. By far, one of the best. Yeah, like, that could have been, like, a, a Black Flag song in... He- I mean, it's still weird. I'm not like trying to say. I don't think it's that weird. I think it's. I think it's pretty accessible. Yeah. I think anyone listening to this should listen to that song or listen to the playlist because for sure it's going to be on there. Yeah. Or like that song could trick a punk rocker. Oh into. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good, and it's kind of it's like three minutes. Uh, that has a whole middle section where it gets real quiet. And one thing I remember, it's an odd thing that I just remembered. Um, I think. My mom was in the room when I was watching the documentary when I was a kid or teenager. And my mom, uh, she, she plays drums too. And uh, I think there was a, in the doctor playing this, there was like a live performance of, of Little Man with a gun, his, gun in His Hand. And during the quiet part, you know, uh, the drums are still going fast, but you know, it's, it's still going fast, but it's real quiet. And she's looking at George uh, play this part and she's like, oh my God. To play that fast in this quiet. quiet, oh my god! Like, yeah, he he's a uh, he's amazing. <laughs> he's That's, amazing. Uh, I remember watching uh, a video with the drummer from Deep Purple, who I can't think of his name, and he's like, "Yeah, anyone could like, like anyone could do that," but he's like, "Not a lot of people could do this," and he played it real quiet, yeah, at the same yeah. speed. And uh, ever since I saw that, I've always been impressed by. 
Yeah. It's the rest- you keep it. Yeah, yeah. Steady and straight. And like the the restraint is is that's what comes after decades of, of playing instrument. It's it's doing the little things, playing slowly, playing preci- precise. Or uh four years if you're uh or, or four years if you're George Hurley, that fucking where is he? He's not even he's not in that photo right there, but fuck that guy. <laughs> I love him. He's still one of my favorite drummers of all time. He's man. Uh I mean, there's not many songs in here, and there's like some filler in the middle, like "Dreams Are Free, Motherfucker" and the Toe Jam. It's just dicking around. It's not even they're not even songs. Um, I don't really care for a "Dream Told by Moto" too much. Uh, so it's just like like the middle of it. But I felt like a Green Girl, fucking fun, love it. Sure, uh, it's a good EP. It's a good EP. Not again, consistent, but again, I think it's great. Fifteen minutes of your life. Yes, yeah. not. Yeah, man, they they for sure. Are, are uh, uh, fans of quantity, <laughs> and by extension, the quality eventually comes around. Like, sure, you think that like by putting out hundreds of songs, that most are going to be bad, but it's it's most oh, are no. good. No, most are good. Yeah. It's fucking baffling. Like, yeah, we could probably dissect every song yeah. if we wanted to. They're that intricate, but they're just so short. Uh, it's it's so fascinating to me. Like oh, I'm I'm sure there's songs that I'll go back and listen to, and I'll be like, "Fuck, why didn't we talk about that?" Yeah, no, I have so many that I've written down, but there's no way. There's so many, and even though I I don't really I don't love this EP, I think it has like good songs in it. Um, you can still hear the evolution. Like they're still getting way way better. They're getting better as musicians. They're getting more technical and more intricate with their songwriting. Uh, obviously, like everything else, I mean, it's definitely worth it. Yep. Definitely worth it. On the next one, uh, these these next two are fuck. Okay, well the next one, uh, this is 1984 um, compilation tour. This is a uh, I, I I think I mix up mix up the order. So politics of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a compilation. Half of it is live, and the other half is uh, studio stuff that was recorded in like 81 through 83 or something like that. Yes. So we're, we're we're covering it because it has actual studio stuff so, and like new stuff that's that's not yeah not not been heard. So this is politics of time, you know. It's hard to judge this one like an album because it's a compilation. Uh, There's even like a live song that's not even audible, but it's just on there because Henry Rollins like made a reference in his book. Oh, really? About it. So interesting. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is kind of like the redheaded stepchild, the Minutemen albums. Um, I really like Joy Jam. If you want your your free jazz. I don't remember it. Your free jazz fix. Uh, Joy Jam to me is the standout track in here. I think obviously the the audio stuff is real good. Some of the the live stuff gets lost in the shuffle a little bit. 
Mm-hmm. And this is where we come into the issue of, well, there's 27 tracks on here. Yeah, there's a, so quite a bit. It's uh, things do get lost, but uh, Joy Jam is a standout to me. It's almost five minutes long, too. Oh, shit. So it's a full-on jammy song. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know why this one didn't stick out to me. I think it just blended in because of the live. The it's, live. Yeah, it's like this weird blend of like free jazz, kind of like surf rock. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, maybe I should have fast forwarded it, but yeah, that gives you like a little taste of this how weird it is. Yeah, it gets weird. Uh I absolutely hate punk live albums. They're not really good. They're I can't think of a single one that I enjoy. I like they they're broke. You can't <laughs> afford a good live album. It, it sounds like ass and most of the time they were fighting with crowd members mid-performance. Getting, getting spit on, yeah. Getting spit on. And this sounds, well, the live half of this sounds like that. The the first half, the studio half, I thought that was pretty good. Um, I would say I would only recommend the first seven tracks, honestly. Uh, and there's 20 more after that. Yeah. What what track number is uh, Joy Jam? I, I think that's one of the later ones. Yeah. You know, I go to, I go to 11. So. <laughs> Okay. Uh, first, I mean, I like the studio stuff. I mean, it sounds like Perner time era. It's not, I don't think it's quite as memorable, but it's still uh, in that vein. I think they started recording this during Bean Spill. So there's okay. like tracks from 82 mm-hmm. on here. So also, it was weird kind of going to this one after Buzzer Howl because of how advanced that one is. And also, sure. we're, we're back to really fast and messy. Well, it makes sense if these tracks were recorded yeah, before. Yeah, for and sure. Then, like I said, there's always like these weird filler albums that are recorded before or after. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's it gets an, messy. It's an interesting discography. Yeah, I would, out of all the, as much as I love the Minutemen, I would skip this one. Like, if I, I don't think I'm going back to this one. Really? This was hard for me. Really? It's, it's just too much of the live shit, and I fucking, ugh. I, I can't do live, live punk live albums. I don't even like regular live albums, unless it sounds really, really good. Well, I'm I'm calling an audible. I didn't think too highly of this album at first, but I was thinking about it right now, and I'm like, I think it's worth a listen. All right, all right, fair I enough. I think it's good. All right, let's move on. How, how long is that one? 10 minutes. Uh, that one is long for a Minuteman album. It's 35 Ooh, minutes. That is so. very long for a Minuteman album. That's- and it's the first time you get Ak Ak Ak. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a- Which comes up later. Yeah, they cover that song quite a bit in their career. They even did a music video of it. Yeah. Very, it was a, like, all of the music video was the intro, and then the, the actual song is like 20 seconds long or something. Yeah, it's not. So it's mostly an intro, and it's like a Three Stooges parody, or like a Three Stooges reminiscent kind of skit yeah who they loved and they got compared to a lot i love it i think yeah. it's fucking adorable i love it <laughs> god damn uh this next year this is uh 1984 well not next year same year 1984 tour spiel <laughs> garbage 
if anybody doesn't recognize this, Van Halen's in, in Okay, that's about enough. I can't, I can't handle more of that. That sounds like fucking you can garbage. Hold out the 15 seconds. So, uh, yeah, I got to give this one worse. Album. <laughs> okay. <sighs> because yeah, I like the idea of it. It's just it sounds bad, and honestly, like, uh, like Green River's kind of fun, but it's not that different. It's four cover songs recorded like shit. Yes, is it live? And then like the 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 red and black is good, but then you'll get a better version of that later on. Later on, through yeah. like tie. So yeah, I this I think it's skippable and this, it's yeah, not for me. Uh, agreed. I say skip it. I didn't give it worst because I couldn't even qualify it as a thing to give worst, like because it's <laughs> it's four songs, four covers. Is it live? Because it sounds live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah four live. Hence live the tour. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, four live covers. I, what about that means I, sh I should spend any time listening to this? Like, I'm, I'm real interested what you're going to give worst uh, to now. Uh, okay. I, that, that's, uh, that's it's just, real interesting. This one, it's like, honestly, objectively, from a, like this is kind of the worst if you're going to classify this as uh equal to everything we've covered so far mm -hmm. uh and I, I suppose i'm being a little bit like like not good at my job because <laughs> i did give my personal favorite to joy which has three songs but no, at least I those were written songs no i don't think that's uh with this group i don't think that's like unprofessional mm -hmm. or any, because then it's almost like if you're saying, well, I can't give like a three, five minute EP the best, then you're kind of like disqualifying the quality yeah. of songs. So. Yeah. So uh, it's real bad. It's real bad. Don't, like, I would never recommend this, this. for hardcore fans. Hardest of core. And I'm a hardcore fan and I can't yeah. get on board. Don't, don't, don't do this one. Fuck. Okay. But now, now, now we're on to the big one. We're going to have a, we're going to talk about this one for a while. This is this is what the Minutemen are known for. This album, this is uh, one of the most uh, iconic albums in in punk history, pretty much. What, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is nineteen, still nineteen eighty four. Double nickels on the dime. <laughs> Like that could this be a song? Yeah, so fucking good. Oh, I love this. Make me feel this way. No ties to measure. So fucking tight. No words can define. I mean, I'm trying to say. Okay, so are we in agreement here? Yes. One, two, three, best, best album. album. Okay. Yeah, this. This, is, uh, this album holds such a strong place in my heart. And I, every time I, I, I pop it in, I get just like happy and I, I just I mellow out, mellow the fuck out. 
this was a delight going back to this one. Yeah. So we were talking about like the quieter acoustic songs. I love cohesion. No oh, cohesion. Do you want new wave yep. or do you, do you want, want the truth? So weird and quiet and creepy. Oh man. Um, I love how we could just like talk about like the album title or like the album artwork. We, we should talk about all of it because it's, it's it's so interesting. Uh, this album is so interesting. And this is like really where like the inside joke. So oh. du- double nickels on refer- the dirt. Yeah. Go ahead. So double nickels would be driving 55 miles. On <laughs> of the, course it would be on the 10 freeway. And it was like a, a fuck you to Sammy Hagar because he comes out with I can't drive 55. Yeah. But the music is so pedestrian. So Mike Watts like, well, fuck you. We'll drive the speed limit. Yeah. But we'll be weird. Yeah. We'll be weird with our music. Like our music will be rebellious. Yeah. We won't be like breaking the law. So double nickels on the dime means uh, 55 exactly on the dime, on the yeah. dime exactly. Yeah. And uh, the, so, yeah, the the album cover, which they had to do like multiple drive throughs oh because there wasn't Photoshop yeah. or anything, yeah. is Mike Watt perfectly at 55 miles per hour yeah. with the uh, San Pedro. Uh, yeah, the the sign for the 110 freeway where it says San Pedro, and then his eyes in the rearview mirror. Like, uh, it's a shot of like from a back seat of a car, and none of it lands. None of what they're trying to convey lands. No. I, I I saw like a high uh, when I was you know listening to this album. I was looking at a high resolution big photo of the album cover. Couldn't tell that it's that it's 55 miles an hour. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. <laughs> like it's none of it landed. <laughs> Oh, and yeah, it's such like a weird phrase too. Like, why would you even think about like Sammy Hagar's? Yeah, never. Yeah, like, and referring to fifty-five miles per hour as double nickels, and never. Yeah, it was who's so done weird. that? <laughs> Mike Watt has. Oh, that fucking beautiful soul. Uh, this is the like if if you have any passing interest in the Minutemen, like this is the opportune place. I don't even know if that's the right word to use, but uh, production is not only great but it is the perfect production for this band because it 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 uh it's it, it highlights every instrument d boone still has his extremely trebly guitar with like no distortion uh but it's all there's no reverb everything is very comp it sounds like they're in the room with you a very small setup uh, nothing is hidden behind any studio tricks everything is just the songs the way they're written every song is kind of produced the same way more or less uh it's it's just three good musicians playing this funky punk yeah and um this uh is like if it's like your first time like me or you just kind of have like very limited knowledge it is very easy to overlook a lot of songs on here because it's a it's long yep but yeah, there's like 49 tracks or something yeah uh, on the the version that's streaming I think there's 43. Okay, but, uh, but there was meant to be more. Do you know the backstory behind that? Um, well, I know that it wasn't supposed to be a double album, but someone played them Husker Do Zen Arcade, yeah. which wasn't even out yet, and they were like, "Well, we can do a double album. Yeah, why, why can't we do a double yeah. album?" And then they did a double within like two weeks. They recorded, right, wrote and recorded, or something like that. Something crazy. So you get unbelievable. Two of the best, probably. <laughs> Actually, probably the only double punk albums in yeah. one year, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Like it's fucking insane. And well, and uh, man, just just to f- kind of comprehend, 
45 plus songs on one album. This thing is like 80 minutes long or 75 minutes for the, the streaming. Um, so the difference is, and I'm still, I'm really mad about this, is uh, <clears throat> the version that's streaming for some fucking reason is the 1989 CD version. Oh, so it's out of order. No, it's in the same order, but they remove songs to oh, fit okay. it. So on the original double LP, um, the way it was, it was constructed was every member had their own side. Uh, so it was Boone's side, Mike Watt's side, George Hurley's side, and then side chaff, which they called, they called side chaff because it was like the, all the, the songs that they, like the leftover songs, sure. which is so self-aware. Like, okay, we, it's a long album. Here are the, here are the bit, the bad ones at the end. And there's still good songs on there. Yeah. But, they took off. Um, I think every member might have had a solo track. Okay. Uh, on the on the the streaming version, it's only George Hurley's, which is "You Need the Glory," which is him like. It's ridiculous. It's him hitting hitting bongos and like yelling. Um, but they also they took off um, this version of "Little Man with the Gun in His Hand," and this version I think is just way way, way better, better than the original. Uh, if you see live footage of them playing the song, they play it differently than uh the version on buzzer howl this is the version they're playing okay and they took it off of the cd version i guess to fit all the songs cd but they left dr Wu, the cover of dr Wu from fucking steely shitty dan (laughs) and they also left the live cover of don't look now from credence which if you're gonna like cut those yeah cut the live songs or the fucking cover songs if you're gonna try squeeze or because it's streaming now, just put them all back. I yeah, it, I, I'm bothered it, by that. It doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. But but anyway, fucking uh, quote unquote politics aside, uh, the I uh, so many good songs. I can't even. I don't even know where to begin. I I'll uh, I'll throw one out there. I love the drumming on Nature Without Man, so I'm gonna play a little bit of it. Okay, yeah, I was I knew the song. I was just waiting. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I love the drumming on this track. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so snappy. Yeah, he's so, so good. He's oh man, he's the best. Uh one I think one port uh one reporter's opinion is real funny. It's this Mike Watt singing like criticisms of himself from yeah from i'm assuming from like reviews and oh it the lyrics are so funny or there's the there's that one is it on here where like he's just singing about how like a tub is out of order oh it's a it's uh take 5d yeah yeah. it's mike watt reading a note from his landlord (laughs) that's what it is it's it's fantastic about like not using the shower don't you shower don't like uh and like the little jokey stuff in between, it's not super, super duper silly. Uh, no, it's, not, it's not distracting from no, the album at it's all. It's still kind of musical. Even yeah. the filler tracks are still musical. Uh, I, uh, we, we probably should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, Elephant in the room for this album is Corona. Oh, yeah. It's the Jackass theme. If you've all heard, if you've all seen Jackass, you've heard Corona. You've heard the Minutemen. Yeah. Uh, so another, another thing I'm bothered by, like, uh, Jackass, if you if you watch any of the movies and the shows, they give credit to the Minutemen. Uh, according to Mike Watt, they have not been paid a dime. Whoa. They have not paid a double nickel nor a dime. Uh, Whoa. And I think uh, because Mike Watt is such a good dude and he's so like, fuck it, man. Who gives a shit? He never sued. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. He doesn't want the money. Like he's not 
interested in money. He's still just a, a dude playing bass even today. Uh, but it's interesting from the jackass perspective. Like you guys these, love all these punk bands. Why wouldn't you throw or, a few bucks? Or yeah, these are like guys who are like low lives themselves. Yeah, and I love jackass. I love jackass. Oh, I don't love that they didn't pay Mike Watt and George Hurley. Yeah, uh, that's that's uh, especially what's uh, fucking. Is it Spike Jones? Uh, yeah. Spike like Jones. Spike Jones. You mean Oscar winner Spike Jones? Yeah. Like, come on, you're supposed to be cool. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I don't know what, what's happened. Really. Like, that's the last thing I read was that he never got paid. I think it was an interview. Um, I don't know if things have changed since then. If you want to shit on me because I'm wrong, please do. <laughs> but, uh, for years, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much the case. And people only know Corona. From the jacket scene, you know, ding, 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 ding. but the song, as soon as the vocals kick in, it's beautiful. Totally beautiful, different song. Completely different song. It's better. It's beautiful. It's actually kind of moving emotionally. Yeah. It's it's a fucking sad song. It's a great song. Yeah. God damn, I love Corona. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of moving and sad, uh, not only do I want to cry every time I hear History Lesson Part 2, the last time I listened to it, I did tear up. Oh shit! That that song <laughs> fucks with me. That song fucks with me hard. It's so it's so good, so I, good. I don't know why that uh, always like gets stuck in my head. The me and Mike Watt been playing, playing. Yeah. punk rock for years. Yeah, like I forget the rest of the song exists. Do 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 do. Throw this on a little bit. Oh, you made me fucking cry. <laughs> It's like the best bro song. Oh, it's it's so fucking heart-wrenching. Like, uh, spoiler alert, D-Boom died. But it's also, yeah. I'll talk about that after. Yeah, there's no other lyrics to me. Yeah. This. yeah. Such a gorgeous line. These guys are fucking special. Guitar playing. Okay. It's great. Uh, God damn. Yeah, that song is fucking powerful. Um, I did write that I think uh, my heart in the real world mm-hmm. un- unintentionally invented Sublime. Oh, fuck, I remember it. We're putting on all kinds of songs. There's so many songs on here. It's a song right before that. We got, we oh, got volume. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like quirky it's when quirky. the Minutemen does it. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's so many good songs. Ultimately, like, I had a lot of trouble uh, deciding, like, because this is such a, first of all, it's a fucking great album, but it's also so important to me personally that, of course, like, I want this to be my favorite, but... I don't know. I don't know. It, it was very tough for me to give it to Joy just because Joy uh, was so, it's just so flawless and it's so short and it's, sure. there's not a single, here, there are songs on here that I don't care for. But the thing is, when you have over 40 tracks, I can count, okay, I can count how many songs I don't like on one hand. <laughs> and when your album has over 40 songs, that's insane. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to yeah. take in. This is a fascinating album. God damn, I love it. <laughs> I, I, it's their best, objectively, but 
personal favorite. Uh, it was rough for me not to give it this one, but it, I think it's because of like the songs toward the end. It kind of peters out. Uh, the cover of Doctor Wu really, really upsets me. Does I it? Fucking hate it, and it doesn't need to be on there. Like, <laughs> that's why it's on the chaff side, right? It is on <laughs> side chaff. But and also the fact that like, man, you're gonna replace little man with a gun in his hand for that fucking shit. Uh, but just I, I don't uh, know. This buy, is huh? buy the vinyl. Yes, buy the vinyl. Um, June sixteenth. I also have to note it's one of the few instrumentals on here. Oh, there's so many. I don't know. I'm just gonna name song after song all, after all song. The They're all so fucking good. Uh, please give this one a shot. Even skim through it, or even you know what? Fuck it. Just listen to Corona. If you're not turned by Corona, the whole song, not just the Jackass thing. Yeah. If you're not turned by that song, then I, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> okay, let's move on. This is a uh, following year, 1985, Project Mersh. Mersh being the opposite of Econo. Yeah, yeah. Commercial. Commercial. We'll talk some reason. We can look at the past. Will the nation grow? Prosperity may last. Can we look at the problems ahead? Okay. All right. Let's knock this one out. All right. As you can hear, a little different. Yeah. A little I different. still like it, though. I do, too. Yeah. I like the horn playing on the album. I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. All the songs are over two minutes. They're, yeah. It's their, their first attempt to be commercial. I mean, it's called Project Mersh. Mersh meaning commercial because they're the Minutemen and they talk like that. Yeah. Uh, and the first thing that's very, very painfully apparent is the production. Uh, the guitars are no longer cranked treble and zero mids and bass. It's now they're mixed like a guitar. <laughs> and now they're trying to play regular ass songs. It's still funky. It's a lot, a lot of funkiness on here. Sure. It's still a breeze to listen to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, more spiel. Six minutes. Morris Spiel, I think, is a fucking waste, and it infuriates <laughs> me. Uh, okay, so I, I think this is like one of the, their worst releases, but even saying that, it has some of their best songs on here, which oh, is yeah. still weird. Like, Take Our Test, fucking beautiful. Yeah. It has acoustic guitars all up in there, which is not that common with Minuteman. Cheerleaders. Cheerleaders, I, I think, is fucking funky and weird, but I kind of I still like it. Uh, I don't care for uh, hey, Ma, lady, mama. What the fuck is it called? Oh, again, cover song. Yeah, it's it's not bad. Steppenwolf. But, yeah, think. Uh, King of the Hill. I think is actually we're just gonna go song by song. It's so short. It's an EP. <laughs> uh, King of the Hill. I think is actually really good, but it's very hard for me to take seriously. It makes me laugh a lot of it. I mean, it's so it's funky. probably meant to make you laugh. I don't know that chorus where. <laughs> Uh, it's a good song, but uh, Tour Spiel, the song Tour Spiel. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Awesome song. Yep. More Spiel is the chorus to Tour Spiel played for six minutes. Weird. That's what that is. And it, I don't understand it. It's baffling to me. I think it's it would be good if it weren't for that. 
Uh, overall, uh, I think this sounds this sounds like REM trying to like like start like if REM started a Minuteman cover band, who they would go on to open for. That's right. Later, yeah, around this time period, or was it a little bit yeah, after? Yeah, yeah, I think it was around here. Uh, yeah, Audie B. Good songs. Odd. I wouldn't start here. I would not start here. I was surprised how much I liked it. Really? Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of uh, over over the years, I've heard like this is one of the ones that gets shit on quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Like this is their first, you know, step toward you know bad music or bad releases. And then I finally gave it a full shot. And this is still in my youth. And, you know, I was still trying to like I was still in the minimum. I thought like, wait, this is. Take our test, man. Like, how do you how do you deny that? How do yeah, you yeah. tourist? How do you deny that? This is these are good fucking songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, don't start here. Good EP. Don't start here. Uh, now we're on to their the last album before uh, D Boone's tragic death. And actually, he passed away a few days after it came out. Oh, I did not Just know that. Days after it came out. Oh Jesus Christ! I didn't know that. But now I'm sad. Uh, last album. Or we have we're gonna talk about one more one more EP after this, but this is the last album during their time as a band. This is nineteen eighty five, three way tie for last. It's like a classic rock, like Leonard Skinner mm-hmm. guitar mm-hmm. opening. Okay, uh, not very controversial for me. Worst album, least favorite. Wow. By like no question. Wow. Yeah, like I agree that Tour Spiel is a awful release that should not be heard. But in terms of a, this is them writing songs and releasing it as a thing. Uh, this was rough. This is rough for I, me. I didn't like it. Did I you? like that opening track. Okay. I like political nightmare. Um, I think that political inter- nightmare is good. Yeah, I think the interplay of the guitar and the bass is a real good. Um, and then going back to the acoustics, I really like stories. Stories is good. Um, I thought it actually the vocals on this album I think are pretty bad, but that song I didn't note as highlighting how weak of a singer D Boone actually was because uh, I really like his voice, especially in the earlier stuff. Uh, this album to me sounds like a different band. Uh, there's little, little to no funk elements. The drums are big, real big and reverby. The songs are longer. Production is bad. The songs I feel are bad. There's so much reverb on here. <laughs> and her, George Hurley, he sounds terrible. He sounds like he's not even sure what to play, which takes not only one of my favorite drummers, but my favorite aspect of the Minutemen and making it awful. Sure. I, I hate the way they sound on here. Uh, it's like they're trying to play traditional rock songs and because that's not their fucking thing it it, it you you see these holes or you, you hear these holes like D Boone's voice like him trying to sing a regular ballad he doesn't sound that good 
He's really good when he yells stuff and he sings things in short phrases. But in a, in a presentation like this, I thought it was fucking real hard to sit through. No one, the song No One, might be their worst song ever. Uh, fuck, man. And there's so many covers on here. So many covers. Yeah, like the CCR covers, pretty like standard. They don't like minute minute up. No, the 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 cover. Have you ever seen the rain? Uh, I do think his vocals on there are especially abysmal. Uh, he's no John Fogerty. <laughs> no, but no one is. No one is. Yeah, but he, they also cover. Uh, they cover Lost from the Meat Puppets. They cover the the fucking the, all, almost every song on Tour Spiel. They cover on here. Yeah. Everything that, except for Green River. Yeah, that's another reason why I think Tour Spiel is not good because you can just get a better version yeah. of it here. And these are undoubtedly better versions, although I still don't enjoy <laughs> listening to them. Uh, Ak Ak Ak. Uh, uh, wait, who's that? Who is that by? Ak Ak Ak. I forgot. That's by them, isn't it? No. Ak Ak Ak's a cover. Well, I'm going to Google it as we speak. Ak. Uh, that is by. That I did no, not. I'm not looking for a horse. What? What? Yeah, yeah. That's I did not know that was a cover. Uh, I just thought that was all them. Holy crap! I googled Ak Ak Ak, and then Billy Joel came up. Did Billy Joel cover the Minutemen? Uh, you know what? Maybe it was the Minute. <laughs> Hold on. Shit. Uh oh. Aren't Am you, I just like my memory just like misleading me? Aren't you gonna look stupid? I might actually. Yeah. I yeah. That's. That's them, dude. Wait. Really? Who 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 fed me a crock of shit that it was a cover? Uh you know, maybe it is. No, it's not theirs. Um it's by who the fuck is Oh yeah, the urinals. All right. Yeah. Uh at least it's not a well known band. No, no, that's why I couldn't find it. Uh I don't know. I never heard the urinals before, but um yeah, that it is a cover. Um but yeah, this version of that of the, of this version of the Minutemen's version sounds good. Uh is what I'm trying to say. But uh it's like I don't know, it sounds like a mainstream attempt gone wrong. It's missing everything that made the Minutemen fantastic more than Project Mersh. More cuz Project Mersh still not only did it still have some funkiness to it. it I mean the songs you, they're still fucking good and th- these ones it's they're they're trying it's it's like they're trying to dis, distance themselves from the funkiness in the, the Minuteman essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, awful production. It's odd that the the last album has the worst production for me. Like Minutemen's drums are not meant to be big. Like they're too tight and snappy and fast. They're, sure. They're, yeah. Uh, worst and least favorite for me. I I, I made me sad. <laughs> D Boone died apparently three days after this or a few days after this. Uh, but let's move on to a posthumous EP. This was recorded uh, around the same same time as Project Mersh, eight, eight, around eighty five. This is a essentially a, a super group. A super well, it's it's more like a gigantic jam session. Yeah. Uh, uh, between Black Flag, all the members of uh, Loosna era Black Flag, which is Greg Ginn, Henry, Henry Rollins, Bill Stevenson, and Kira Rossler, and then the Minutemen. So this is nineteen eighty six Minute Flag. such a weird guitar tone yeah it's almost like a video game yeah it's an interesting song i love that it's like the 
It's a, it's a jam band album. It's not punk rock in not any way, shape, or form. Not <laughs> at all. Uh, so I don't want to play too much of that song because it's not even indicative of the rest because that song is like this happy, fun-in-the-sun, tropical montage song. Yeah. It's nice. I like it. And then the rest of it is woof, woof. I, I, you know, I dig it. Really? Yep. Really? Yeah. I what love, is there to, okay, what, explain yourself. I just like, okay, I like that it doesn't sound like Black Flag or Minutemen. Nope. Not at all. Uh, I like that George Hurley is not playing the drums. He's like on Congress. He's on the bongos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it, this feeds more into like that free jazz element. So uh, I threw it on thinking. I knew what I was getting. I did not know what I was getting. Yeah. Um, it's not amazing by no. any means. I think it's one of the worst. I, I think power failure is pretty cool. It's like kind of edgy sounding. It's real heavy. Reminds me of sludgy kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. But friends and candy rush, the, the other two, it's just jammy nonsense to me. Like not even relaxing, put on the background jamminess. Sure. It's just. A bunch of dudes in a room, like just sticking around. That's pretty <laughs> a bunch much of dudes what, and a girl. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah. That's pretty much what the album is. So, uh, you know. Yeah, they're not. They're not songs. They're just it's just a bunch of friends jamming out. Yeah. So it's uh, if you're a fan of both bands and you're not like a a purist, I think it's a cool listen. But um, yeah, yeah, it's not like a a must. It's just more like a a cool little side note in yeah. the history of both bands i think it's, it's also funny because we'll be covering black flag uh in the near future and this is technically part of their discography too but we ain't fucking doing that twice <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it's it's i like the first few tracks it's uh, it's a consequential i think it's uh it's almost fucking anticlimactic to end the episode with this because <laughs> it's not really the last because what i read on wikipedia which, which is probably completely wrong was that they when they recorded this they said okay we won't release it until at least one of us breaks up one of the bands oh wow and then d boon died and then like a year later or not a year later no like a year after it was recorded not long after d boon died that's when yeah. they released it uh which is it's just which is why we're doing the last because it's yeah. very very much their last thing but uh i didn't i didn't hate it i didn't love it i'm not going to go back to it uh yeah this is, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'll go back to it as this weird thing I didn't even know existed until. It is interesting. It, it's 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 fun. Uh, but if I'm gonna go back to Minutemen, there's so much more good. Like, they have so much good that I'm not. Why do I? Why would I bother with this? The, the novelty stuff. I guess I don't know. <laughs> it is. A, that's a good. It's a novelty. Yeah. So uh, we danced around it a little bit. Uh, D Boone's death. He is part of the Twenty Seven Club. Uh, which is fucking very sad. It was tragic death. He was a van accident. I think he was like, sick with the flu. He was sleeping in the back. His girlfriend was driving. Oh, uh, I think uh, I heard different stories. Like one story, I heard that she fell asleep at the wheel. Another one, I heard that the the rear axle broke off. But either way, he was like f- thrown from the 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 van. And he broke his neck and died uh, like immediately. Super sad, and especially when you hear Mike Watt talk about it, because oh man, they're best for like brothers and yeah. it, oh god it's it's fucking heartbreaking uh and mike watt was in obviously him and george were super depressed and 
uh, Mike Watt sword. She's like, I'm never doing music again. Like not without D Boone, never again. Oh wow. And then um, I don't remember his name, but the singer and guitarist from Firehose, the band that Mike Watt and George Hurley started afterward, he was a fan of Minuteman. He, he like such a strange kid. He's like just this fan, and he contacted Mike Watt, like begging him to play music again or something like that. And he, I guess he he convinced him, and then they, Mike Watt's still playing music now. Uh, he's he's doing like the we call him the Mike Watt and the Missing Man, I believe. He's had a bunch of solo albums. Uh, yeah, he's still going strong. He's still touring. He, I like. I think he's still on tour right now as we speak. Um, yeah, I super random. Uh, when I was still expanding my world of music, I saw him open up for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, really? And then another Should have been there the goddamn way around. <laughs> I don't like the Red Hot Chili Peppers either, guys. <laughs> You know what was funny? It was Mike Watt and Flaming Lips opening up. That's a fucking crime. Yeah. That's a fucking crime. So, uh. Jesus Christ. I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers so fucking much, man. I'm indifferent about them. But, uh, um, and then the second time, I don't know if he was advertised or he just like, he showed up to this venue, The Smell, and I think it was him and Kira. Mm-hmm. Oh, were they doing Dose? I think they were. Yeah, so he uh, he was married to Kira from Black Flag for a while, and they have a. I don't know if they still. I don't know if they're still together. Probably not. Um, another divorce. I mean, I mean, like the band. Uh, yeah. It was a duo called Dose Two Bass Players, which is a very interesting concept. It is ne- crazy. I never heard them. Never heard it's, them. It was like nuts because you're like this shouldn't work, but it is. Uh huh. So How interesting. Mike Watt's so fucking talented, and he's he's such a charismatic dude. Uh, a full like out of the ends, ends, ends of the earth. Uh, also, yeah, he this like, I mean, obviously the Minutemen is more like a, a cult following, and those who know know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like who who else says? Oh, I'm just gonna show up to like this all ages venue and and randomly, yeah, do yeah. like a 20 minute set. <sighs> it's wonderful. Yeah. God damn. God bless him. Uh, I'm not sure what George Hurley is up to now, but he 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 was in Firehose with Mike Watt and the other guy. Um, it's so unprofessional. I'm gonna Google that guy's name. Uh, but I don't know what he's what he's done. Uh, maybe he's surfing. Who knows? Um, fuck. What is this guy's name? Uh, the guy's name is I'm an idiot. That's not the guy. Ed Crawford. Duh. Okay, that's that was bothering me. Ed Crawford. That's the guy who. Uh, oh, this is hilarious. If you Google Firehose and then you go to the Wikipedia page. Uh, the photo of the band is just Mike Watt. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. Uh, but anyway, that's going to conclude it for us. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you uh, have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, hate, love, anything you want, send all that to every album ever at gmail.com. And if you like us, tell a friend. You know, that would help a lot. Real, Rate, subscribe, iTunes. What? Real huh? quick. What's that? Are we going to do a recap? <laughs> oh! You, you want to hear something? You know the fucking double dumb thing about that? On my notes, I have like notes to, to have recap. me ha, to remind me of what to do. In front of me, in all caps, it says recap episode because I've forgotten in the past and I still just glossed right by it. Recap. Alex, why don't you go first? Jesus Christ. Personal favorite, the punchline. Uh, obvious uh, and then worst tour spiel and then obvious. Nothing controversial here. Uh, best album, Double Nickels on the Dime. Okay, good stuff. Uh, personal favorite, Joy, 19, Joy 1981. Uh, it's three minutes, but please listen to it. Uh, best 
Unsurprisingly, Double Nickels on the Dime, 1984, and also not controversial for me <laughs> and for a lot of people who like the Miniman, three-way tie for last, 1985, worst, least favorite, uh, without a doubt. Makes me sad. <laughs> but not as, as sad as D. Boone's death. As a newer listener, I, uh, I don't see it. I think it's... Uh... All right, so maybe there's some merit. Or maybe Alex has bad taste. Whichever. You never know. No, no. We <laughs> didn't really get into it. This, this was a, a tame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So back to the, the, the plug bullshit. What the fuck was I saying? Yeah, you know, tell a friend, rate. rate, subscribe, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all the things. It'll help us out a whole bunch. We want to expand. We want to get bigger, do more things. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I kind of like our setup, but maybe we need lights. To light us. We need Because lights. I need to do a lot of post-production stuff to make it so you can see us. And that's fucking pain in the ass because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, also, be sure to check out the Spotify playlist. Uh, you know, Minutemen, as well as all the past episodes. Uh, you can follow Alex directly on Spotify at Mother Puncher Inc. Mother Puncher Inc. Or you can just go to everyalbumever.com and, you know, they're going to be posted there. Uh, also. Instagram, you can follow me at Pope Jesse Ventura and Alex at Mother Puncture. And last time, thank you for listening and watching. Who's picking the song? I think I think you are. I would feel wrong picking picking last song. You know, and the, the song that I thought I had in mind, we already played a little bit of it. So let me I'm gonna think on the dime. <laughs> that was I'm sorry, that was stupid. <laughs> uh, because they're all so short. You know what? This isn't this isn't as hard as a, as a decision as I thought it was going to be. This is a uh, little man with a gun in his hand. There you go. There we go. Thanks for listening, guys. See ya. Oh, my strong body All the things